0: Well, good morning, everybody, and happy Easter. Uh, My name is John Lambert. If you don't know me, uh, my wife, Kathy, and I have been at King's for about two years now. And uh, it's such a joy and honor uh, to be asked to share a few words with you today. Well, this year marks the centenary of arguably the greatest archaeological discovery of all time. It'll probably never be surpassed. In 1922, after nearly a decade of exploration without success, the British archaeologist Howard Carter, there he is, dug down to an ancient burial chamber and he chiseled out a little hole in the doorway and peered inside. And this is how he described what he saw that morning. As my eyes grew accustomed to the light, details of the room within emerged slowly from the mist. Strange animals, statues and gold. Everywhere, the glint of gold. And a member of his excavation team called out from the top of the steps, can you see anything? And Carter his voice, cracking with emotion, called back, yes, wonderful things. And it was, you might have guessed, the tomb of Tutankhamun, the boy king in Egypt's Valley of the Kings. And Carter went on to write about his discovery that day in these words. It was the day of days, the most wonderful that I have ever Lived through. Well, some years earlier, three women and then two men peered into another tomb in the Middle East. And Mark's Gospel in the Bible describes what happened like this. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices. So they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early, on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb and they asked each other, who will roll away the stone from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. Matthew's gospel adds, this detail. He, tells, he says, but an angel told them, He's not here. He has risen, just as he said, Come and see the place where he lay. And then in John's gospel, it uh, continues the story. It has Mary Magdalene running to the disciples, Peter and John, saying, They've taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they've put him. And hearing this, Peter and John run to the tomb themselves to see what's happened. John must have been the competitive sort because he just has to mention in his gospel that he got there first. But when Peter caught up with him and they both look inside, what do they see? Wonderful things. Truly wonderful things. It would become for them the day of days, the most wonderful, the most glorious that they had ever lived through. Because as they look into that burial chamber, hollowed out of the rock, they see no glint of gold at all, no exquisite jewels, no priceless, dazzling sarcophagus, or indeed anything of monetary value at all. All they see, the Gospels say, was a discarded burial shroud and the blood-stained cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus's head just lying limp on a stone slab and it says John saw and believed that's all it took he knew exactly what it meant immediately and Jesus we know had been absolutely battered on the cross on good friday it was brutal it was it was carnage what he suffered He took such a hammering, literally, that he was dead after six hours, quite quick for a crucified man. And over Friday night and Saturday, Jesus' bruised and lacerated corpse had turned pale, ghostly pale and stone cold in the darkness of the tomb. But on Sunday, before anybody had even woken up, all of a sudden his heart jumped into a beat and his hands began to tingle and his toes started to wiggle and his eyes blinked open and his arms stretched out and he pushed himself up from that slab and he walked out of that grave victorious over death forever. That is truly the day of days, the most wonderful, the most glorious, the most majestic, the most amazing that this earth has ever seen. Jesus, victorious, could confront all the powers of darkness, all the powers of evil, and say to them, is that all you've got? Is there no other challenger? Is there no other adversary for me? Does anybody else want to have a go? And there was nobody else. Nobody. All hell, all evil, all the demonic worlds cringed and shrunk off into the shadows. Sin and death, like rats on a sinking, sinking ship, knew they were going down, knew that was their end, knew their doom was announced. It will forever be, brothers and sisters, the most momentous event in world history. And Jesus' resurrection validates and authenticates everything he ever did and said. He said he was going to go up to Jerusalem, and he went He said he would be mocked and beaten and spat on and insulted and handed over to be killed. And he was. He said that they would crucify him, and they did. And he said that after three days, he was going to rise again. And up from the grave, he rose on the third day. And this really matters. This is really important because if Jesus did not rise from the dead... If he didn't rise from the dead, then you and I can ignore everything he ever said. It is delusional. It is absolutely of no importance whatsoever. If Jesus did not rise from the dead, then this church and every church is a pointless waste of time and space. But Jesus did rise from the dead. There were over 500 eyewitnesses who saw him. After he rose, none of his opponents could account for why the tomb was empty or where his body had gone, despite being desperate to produce a corpse and extinguish the movement in its infancy. All the Gospels agree that Jesus loved outcasts. And he had such good news from the poor. He fed the hungry. He bound up the brokenhearted. He healed the sick. He cleansed lepers from their skin diseases. He drove out darkness from tormented souls, oppressed people. And all these people who were baptized today are living evidence, aren't they, that Jesus is still alive. He still changes lives today. They have tasted how good the Lord is. And now they want to follow him. They said so, all of them. For the rest of their lives. If you're a guest today, I want to add my welcome to Ginny's earlier in the meeting. You're so welcome. It's so good to have you here today. And you might be thinking to yourself, as you saw that spectacle a little bit earlier on, well, you know, fair enough. You know, Why not? I'm, I'm very pleased for these people. It's very nice for them. But don't people in every religion say how much their lives have changed? since they converted? How much better everything has has gone for them? Aren't all religions basically the same? You might be thinking that. And that is a good question. And here's how I answer it. You see, the Buddha and Confucius and Muhammad and Moses and Patanjali and all the rest of them, all these founders of the world religions, are all very different from each other. But all their devotees would agree that they do have one thing in common, and that is that they are all dead. They're all dead. Now imagine you're walking down a track one day, like this one, and you see that it forks in two, and there are signposts there, but they're a little bit indistinct, and you can't make out what it's saying. And so you don't know which way to go. And then imagine that you see two men at the junction. One's dead. One's alive. Which one are you going to ask for directions? Yeah. And these baptisms aren't just about a dozen or so people wanting a little bit more religion in their lives. And they will all tell you that in no uncertain terms. They would all say, I think, at this particular fork in the road of my life, I know which direction I am taking and there is no turning back now. I'm following Jesus. And so as I finish, as I come to a close, I want to commend Jesus to you. He is unique among all people, dead or alive, religious or secular, to give total forgiveness, no matter what you've done or how often you've done it, total forgiveness and true freedom and deep healing and new life and fresh hope and real purpose, and a bright future, starting today to all who come to faith in him. Are you, this morning, at a fork in the road of your life? Is that where you are? Well, let me tell you that if you place your faith in Jesus today, the Bible says, thinking back to that tomb that was discovered in 1922. The Bible says you will acquire something of greater worth than gold A treasure, it says, that can never perish, spoil, or fade. Tutankhamun's cave of wonders is less than nothing by comparison of knowing Jesus. Say yes to Jesus Christ today. Don't keep putting it off. Do it now. Do it today. Why not? bow the knee to Jesus today, and that could be, would be, will be your day of days, the most wonderful that you have ever lived through. As the band come up for a final song, let's, let's pray. I want to say, if you want to follow Jesus for the first time today, or if you want to come back to him, you've been away a long time, and as we sing this song, even if you don't know words, hum them. Hum them with all your heart. Sing it with all your heart to your Savior, the one who reaches out to you and offers you new life. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you that you're alive today in Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for all that we have experienced and witnessed in this place today. And now as we draw to a close, with a final song of worship, Lord, we pray, come. Holy Spirit, fill this place, Lord, with your glorious presence, your power, and may more and more and more lives turn to you in joyful acceptance. We ask it, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.